I've been wondering because you can practice so many uh, kind of specialties within therapy, therapy. right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any that you either are interested in pursuing and or do? So, you know, like I've done yeah. EMDR for one, yes. one of the things. So I'm, well, I do EMDR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I for years worked with families and teens and mm -hmm. and then that kind of branched off into like couples so families going through um you know gosh teens getting hospitalized teens mm -hmm. having depression big behaviors mm -hmm. substance use families struggling with substance use families struggling with separation families struggling with um you know multiple layers of mental health challenges and I, I mean, I absolutely love working with, with teens and young adults. It's, mm. it's so, I feel so honored. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but then I, I love kind of having a, a little bit of everything, right? Like love working with adults, mm -hmm. um, even some seniors, right? It's, it's beautiful. I, the, the modality that I work from is it's called DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy and CBT. And, um, I work with a lot of depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. panic attacks, um, suicidal thoughts, right? People who are really, really going through it, um, PTSD, trauma. Yeah. And, um, and it's amazing. I, I mean, therapy is so transformative, and I am just, like, along for people's ride. What's, so it's, it's really special to me to, it's to be able really to do what amazing I do. what you're doing. I'm wondering, like you said, DBT and CBT, yes. and I know cognitive behavioral therapy. What's That's the difference? Yeah. yeah, and what's dialect? Dialectical behavioral yeah, therapy. I know that? it's a big fancy word that is not sc as scary as it sounds. Um, so DBT is it's kind of a one-off from CBT. It, it pulls a lot from CBT. So, okay. um, so in CBT. We have cognitive behavioral therapy. The cognitive part is like our thoughts, right? This, this, <laughs> the stinking thinking, what's going on up top? Yeah. The behaviors is how do we, if we change our thoughts, then our behaviors change. Yeah. And then the therapy, right? The T, that's the therapy. Got it. So we can do things to change our thinking. That changes our behaviors. Right. That changes our life. That's the goal, right? Sure. With, um, with DBT, it's very similar. So the, the dialectics are... Um, gosh, it's, it's a, this really amazing way of, of thinking in life. So dialectics are everywhere. I can be, um, really not in it today. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to try today and I'm going to show up. Okay. Can both exist? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. When we get in our mindset, we feel like we have to pick one and there's a but, right? When we're thinking on a daily basis, how often do we say but? Like, I don't want to do it, but I have to. Uh -huh. Well, but just negated that you're going to just force yourself to do something that you don't want to do. Mm, it takes the potential joy out of something. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Or, or, yeah, or the meaning. Or like or I can, um, and you can, you can think of the, they're everywhere, right? Uh -huh. I, can, I can be depressed and I can experience joy. Yes. Mm, that's a power. That's almost sounds in a weird way more powerful it's, if you can learn it even than CBT. Although CBT, I guess you'd use them sometimes for different things. Yeah. So it's it's a so if we look at our the dialectics in our life, right? We can be there's the dialectics are multiple truths yeah. can exist. There's not one absolute truth. There's not one way, one right way of being. I can be, um, you know. Uh, all, 
all the things that I am feeling are valid and okay. And, and even just that, how often do we invalidate ourselves, right? I, I can't feel this way because that's wrong. I, I feel like a failure. I, sh- I have guilt about feeling like a failure. And therefore, right, I could fail at this math test. I failed this math test. Mm-hmm. Wow, bombed it. I'm a failure. Well, I can feel like a failure. Mm. And I can also be a successful person. That's an incredibly... It's so powerful. Powerful and maturing thing. Just so healthy. To be able to get somebody there. And I, I imagine and can probably even just self-analyze me like that'd be pretty hard and take a lot of very practice. Hard. It's but very it's also hard. really good. I could fuck up hard at work. Like I sure. really messed up and I'm, I can turn it around. I can show up tomorrow mm. and I can try my best. So, um, that. yeah. So, so there's, there's these, this, these kind of, chapters of dbt there's um you know how okay how effective i am i in my relationships interpersonal effectiveness right there's that's like a whole section of dbt is interpersonal effectiveness how well am am i functioning in my relationships so that will take a self like a a real honest (laughs) self-aware person right to take it back to that first question but you don't have to be self-aware that's what dbt is for is you can you can develop this Sure. And if, if my if my relationships are constantly in conflict with others, I'm not super effective, right? If right. if I'm not um, being honest with people and I'm keeping everything in, then I'm not being super effective in my rate if I'm avoiding conflict. And so there's specific skills then under that, like you know, interpersonal effectiveness to work on, emotion regulation, right? Am I am I able to regulate my emotions? Totally. Sometimes. <laughs> Dis- distress tolerance. That's a whole portion of DBT is being able to manage yourself when you get really, really distressed. Yeah. What do I do when I get really distressed? Do I lose it? Do I slam doors? Do I yell? Do I feel like harming myself? Do I feel like harming other people? Right? Do I want to be self-destructive and take the house down? Right? Or can I calm myself down and do these steps to not implode? Mm-hmm. And so there's specific things to do in that moment. Um, so DBT kind of has this really nice roadmap of like, okay, I can plug the right skill in at the right moment. And it's very, very effective. It's, in, you know, empirically researched and it's, mm-hmm. it's very effective for people that have, you know, that I think it, anybody could benefit from it. But I specifically for people agree. that are struggling with their mental health or their relationships and their communication, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I imagine anybody who has any sort of even little T trauma. Like Yes. Oh, look at you, little T trauma. Jared's a huge advocate. I he am is. a huge advocate. It's just cause That's wonderful. People have well, and they've also just like consistently tried to diagnose me. And mm. so like, I mean, told you need to go check out and if you're bipolar too, and then I go to three different people and they're like, no. No. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, 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 there's, a, there's some inconsistencies in yeah. the, in the, yeah. I will say though, it's a, it's a journey, right? Like sure. your, your path, if you're invested in yourself and your mental health, it's a, um, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. You're, mm-hmm. you're the only one stuck with you, right? <laughs> like forever. 
I gotta do me right. <laughs> was it a therapist that said that you were bipolar? No, no, no. no. It was it was a person that uh, suggested I was bipolar too, and then my therapist, my doctor, and uh, anyway, all were like, "This is not." I know you've been coming to me for a long. There's nothing that makes me no. feel that way. And there's sometimes, so for some people, a diagnosis feels so good. They're like, I really need to know what I am. And they're diagnosis fishing. And they're like, I looked this up. I looked this up. <laughs> I looked this up. Right. Tell me I have these symptoms. Right. I, I can tell you all Give me closure on my ideas. Yes. Yeah. Or sometimes people have no idea. And they're like, I just want to know what's wrong with me. Because mm. if that's the starting point, I can work on it. Mm-hmm. And then. So, and and I totally get that, right? Like if I can't figure out what I'm coming in with, I need you, like I need help with that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people are like, I don't want a diagnosis. I don't want to think I have something wrong. Mm. And the reality is you're going to do these things regardless, right? Like there's going to be a, a, a treatment whether, you know, and especially with something like bipolar, of sure. course, there needs to be like a specific kind of, of therapy mm-hmm. and support but at the end of the day right it's it's what's in the best interest of the client right. and so sometimes people come in and they're like i feel so relieved that now i know that i'm on the spectrum mm-hmm. i have wondered my whole life and i finally know and thank you right like now i know what i can do because this is so hard for me i, I just don't get why this told me is that hard. one too remember that one yeah, someone told me that. i was on the spectrum and i was like well i better check that out people just throwing <laughs> shit at you they're, they're so like maybe this no, I, 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 no we checked it out i'm not remotely close on the test or anything but we no. did it we tried i was like well maybe i mean maybe i'm just i just need some reason to know why you're bugging the shit out of me all the time why are you so weird if guy? we can just put a label on it it'll make me feel better you, you, i'm all jared yeah he sucks but he's fucking bipolar so it doesn't matter you guys got me on my soapbox he's not even no, a human I, anymore. that's why you're here i like it take, take me off the soapbox. it's also incredibly fascinating because i i am like very passionate about it just because like mental health stuff ran in my family and mm-hmm. And then, and it run, by the way, it runs in everybody's, runs in everybody's family, family. Totally. for people to say like, oh, we have an uncle who had addiction. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody has had it. Like there is something everywhere that even if you don't know, like there, it was happening. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's totally immune to it. Yeah. Uh, but, oh gosh, no, I just, I just enjoy hearing about it. I just, all those tools are so fascinating in the way they work. It's like, I could endlessly talk and like I just want to learn all of those things because they're all helpful and, and me too and that's why I'm like it, it, I get so excited when I talk about therapies and I I feel like I could just nerd out about it all day probably yeah. you guys with coffee right like I could talk about it and nerd out about it and the the cool thing about this industry like this field is that there's I will never be done learning it's constantly evolving it will never be there's always something to learn there's always something to improve on and that's exciting for me as a therapist I never pretend that I know it all or or have it all together right I don't want to hijack because I know you have questions but I'm also like sitting here as somebody who's like been researching all of the the I mean we have maps in town and all those studies that are working really well for the future right right? with like the psychedelic assisted therapies and I mean I imagine because it's theoretically not legal yet for you to look at. But, I mean, have you spent time looking at some of those things and in, in any of the research just because it's interesting? I, I mean, I am so open to whatever, like, yeah. to each their own, right? Like, sure. if somebody has – if it's working for people and it's – you know, that's fantastic. Right. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If that's something that somebody wants to do, right? Yeah. I personally haven't had, you know – I don't work there, have any like, you know, experience yeah. with that, but I think it's awesome. I think anything that can help people 
Right. Fantastic. Right. You Back know? to your stance of non-judgmental. I <laughs> yeah. want to help. Like, it totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I've been just going. No, that's the lesson within the lesson, which is you've been so you're so open and you're so focused on the outcome, mm. which the outcome is helping people, like helping, like I don't know what you would like how you would roll it into a mission statement or something or like whatever's gonna help people. That's great, and it doesn't have to be my way. It could be somebody else's way. It could totally. be that way, and I think that's something that I just wanted to. A little learning lesson. I just wanted to kind of bottle it up and just package it and put it out there. That that perspective is is amazing because you're kind of removing the ego from your work, to mm-hmm. where it's like my practice isn't about me, you know. Mm-hmm. And we see that in our stores. Like it's not about us. It's about the guests, and it's not about myself. It's about the organization. And I think for a lot of people that could make their work life or projects just so much more enjoyable, but also open Mm -hmm. to a little bit more creativity because once I know for me in the past, like when my ego has gotten in the way, those are the times when I get in my biggest ruts. Mm -hmm. The times when I've had it all figured out are the times when I do my worst work and I feel the least creative because there's, you know, everything is known at that point and there's no growing Mm. to be had. Well, and our stuck points, they're, um, everybody gets stuck in the same things that we get stuck in, right? Like it, our, our patterns repeat themselves. And so I, yeah, thank, well, thank you for saying that. But also I really think that my approach is that I am, am going to help you get whatever you need. And who am I to get in the way of your recovery or anything, right? Like anybody coming in to talk to me, I want to make sure that I am providing the absolute best care that I can. And if I'm not the right person, I'm going to find that person for you. Mm. If, I am, um, if I am the right person, I will do everything in my power to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's something that I can change or adapt or know more about or whatever, please tell me. Um, because I want, I want what's in your best interest. Right. And, and therapy at the end of the day is just a, you know, this is the, the container mm-hmm. for real life. It does give you so many clear things to work on though. And I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Cause I do need like, as a ADHD person, we had Nick on, it was so when he was like, look, I need to know the parameters. Like I need to know what I need. Like I need to know certain things so that I can like systematize them and work on them and so for me it's really helpful to know specifically what's going on not like not like symptomatically what's going on you Mm -hmm. know like oh you're not doing this you suck it's like no no no. this isn't happening and this is like the deep reason for it and like oh that makes a lot I can work on that yeah I can't work on like you want me to put that down right there every time like that thing yeah and it might be like a couple inches off in the salt shaker right or something like that that's not terribly important to the big picture for me. So I don't understand, but I'll put it there. I know I'm not doing it perfect, but why does that matter? Oh, tell me the deeper reason why that matters. And then I can the systemic issues, right? Like when you, again, like when you like look under the belly of the beast and you're like, Oh, there. Okay. Got it. Like that's, there's these issues going on here that you can't see on the surface and there's no way you could see it. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. 
You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Right. And those are the things, just to go back to competition, it's like you live in a small, I lived in a small town and I was getting, you're the best by far. This is awesome. You're killing it. And you go in there and I'm like, literally one of the people in my naivety and also immaturity, they're like, what's the hardest thing about being a barista? And in my shop, I was like, the only thing I know is what I know in my shop. And I was like, I am tenfold better than anybody else at this. I can do it by myself. I was like, nothing. (laughs) And I got last place at the competition. Yeah. But, and and some people in the audience laughed at me and I was like, it was a genuine response because I didn't know what I didn't know at all. And it was, it was weird because I was, I was totally answering honestly. I wasn't even trying to be like an arrogant asshole. I was just like, I cannot think of one thing that's hard about what I know about being a barista right now. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. That was so cool. And then went straight into a train wreck that was funny. It was good to watch. It was I'm a- sure it was not in the moment. Basically. No, no, no. It was actually, uh, <laughs> I was shaking and very nervous. It was but funny I, for yeah, everybody yeah, else watching. I knew I was train wrecking <laughs> was and vibe. I made it fun and funny. <laughs> I was like, I own the funniest So the you, you had to figure out how to cope in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. And it just like not have to humiliate yourself even yeah. though it was humiliating. so i flipped it on the i flipped it on the audience i flipped it on the mc oh, i just yeah. did the whole classic like class clown last clown vibe i was like yeah. this is what we're doing that yeah. was this <laughs> i think that was what was so attractive to you for me or about you i was like that dude's just rolling with it <laughs> he can just do it's it f- i was like if i was up there it'd be a full-blown nightmare but he's just going He's just smiling. That's what I had to learn. It's because I, I was never taught, right? Well, you, so had this to, is, you had to figure out how to do that probably, especially everything. with ADHD yeah. and, and fe- you know feeling like you couldn't focus on things. You have to adapt and find things that work for you to get your needs met. All coping. And, yeah, all and, coping. And then the other part with all that is just I grew up in a place where if you took that medication, that something was wrong with you too. It was like reinforced, so oh, I yeah. actually avoided taking it forever. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and had tons of weird shame about it. I was like, well, maybe I just need to take it for a little while till I get better and... Finally, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Take ADHD medication. But that's like two years old of me feeling properly confident and just taking yeah. it consistently, yeah. which is so like, there's nothing wrong with that, people, by the way. It's no. just, there's literally nothing wrong. It's like, if you uh, need vitamin C because you don't eat enough stuff, take vitamin C. <laughs> like, eat yeah. some oranges, whatever. You know, yeah. like, it isn't that hard. Well, and I always encourage people to like ask questions, you know, like I think medication is really stigmatized and scary when you look up online all of the things that could go wrong and like the things that you know the the blogosphere is saying about how you're wrong and and there's all these you know 
things put on you. You're taking projections. meth. Yeah, right. They do that a lot. You're yeah. just taking meth. I'm 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 just just upped my meth dose today. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. No, but like ask your doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Like ask ask the people in your life that can you know really give you the proper information. That's not online. And give you your best meth. I just picture her asking, how's Jared doing? He's on meth. <laughs> Life's pretty hard. He's just... <sighs> I got him to stop taking his meth because it's addicting. Yeah, life's but easy for crazy. you. Your business partner's not on meth. <laughs> of course you're doing well. You know you know what? He has to be. Yeah. Okay. I'm supposed to be on slow-release meth all day. <laughs> hey, I'm better for it. I can articulate better now. Thank you. We Thank love you meth, Jared. You love meth. Oh my gosh. Uh, wait, okay. So we said the term EMDR meant to like three times. Yeah. Maybe. What if they, can you tell people a little bit about EMDR and like why you might yeah. suggest somebody use it? Yeah. And I know it's like maybe a little complicated, but whatever. You're, so, you're best. Yeah. So EMDR is a treatment for trauma. And, but it can also help, um, a number of things for people like a bad memory or things from your childhood that you've gone through. And, um, I kind of like to just not go super into it. And if it works for you, great, try Mm -hmm. it, find somebody that does it and try it. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Got it. You know? And, and for some people it's super, super effective. And for some people it's not their, not their jam. That's okay. And it's, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Good job. Gold star. <laughs> I was going to let you go. But yeah. Go do you do the, do you do the vibrating hands? Or I do you don't. Do the light I do the, or I just, the uh, uh, I have like a little wand. Yeah. There's a number of ways to do mm-hmm. it. But yeah. if, for anybody who hasn't done it, it's in some way you're moving your eyes back and forth. And it's called bilateral stimulation. You if go. you have both sides of the hemisphere processing, you are able to hopefully um, reprocess the memory or the trauma in a way that your brain doesn't respond to the, have the same kind of fight, flight, freeze mm-hmm. response when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And so you can, uh, it doesn't take the problem away. What happened to you is still what happened to you, mm-hmm. but it does make it so that your brain doesn't have the fight, flight, freeze response mm-hmm. as intensely. And so you can live a better quality of life. Yeah. And I have experienced that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's it, you it know, because you do like, like you a start with a X it. amount of percentage of reaction and then yep. go yep. through it and then reassess. And even if you do it a few times over to work through it, yeah, the percentage definitely goes down. Yeah. And again, yeah, sure. It's, it isn't, I think, for everybody, but when it is, it's, it totally is. It could be pretty life changing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's helpful. Yeah. Cool. I just wanted to explain that because I said it earlier and I know somebody we, might we be out there in the kind of brought it up. world sphere being like, what's EMDR? So how is your, you, what, a couple months into it now yeah. maybe? How has your life changed since you've decided to strike out on your own and create oh, this entity? Such a good question. Um, my life has, I feel so much more like in the driver's seat. And it's interesting because as a therapist, you always have that you know, you're in the, in the driver's seat with your clients. I kind of sometimes even think I'm in the passenger seat. I'm riding shotgun on their journey, right? Mm. But I feel like I'm in the driver's seat of um, what I've always wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to be a therapist when I was like, you know, 14. That's cool. It's really I'm young. Lucky. And I knew, you know, at the time... I didn't know, and this kind of digresses, but it, it, I will. I will bring it back. Um, Take your time. But I, I, <laughs> I will uh, say that I, um, 
yeah, I had a therapist tell me that she's like, I think, I think you're going to be a therapist when you grow up. And I was like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to do school because I hated school. And I was not, I was just not inspired academically. Nothing mm-hmm. really like grabbed me. Um, and, uh, and so then I was like, well, I kind of want the easy way out. So maybe I'll like, you know, go to community college, figure out, putter around, just figure out what I want to do. And then I got my esthetician's license and um, lived in San Francisco. And then I was like, you know what? I think I still really got to do this therapy thing. So I went back to school, finished undergrad, did a bunch of stuff and and figured out how to get myself into graduate school, went to graduate school, did all the, you know, 3,000 hours, took me quite a long time, COVID hit you know, had a baby, did all that. But now that I, um, now that I am working for myself, it's, I kind of look back at this journey that I've gone through to get me here and it's so meaningful Mm. and it's so like, it, it really, I feel, I feel a lot of pride in what I've gone through to get to this point. And I think the, the future seems so bright. You know, I have so much hope for how many people that I can help that come through the door, mm-hmm. right? And that call me and and want um, want support and and the and the practice and and you know hiring therapists and hiring really amazing people to help other people, right? And and just the 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 ripple effect that that can have in in a community and it just it it makes me so hopeful. So. What does it look like for you to create? an experience so you know we talk about creating experiences all the time for people who walk through our doors it sounds like you're doing a lot of the work on telehealth right now mm-hmm. but you have a a, a physical space like, i do what is almost two offices hey seriously i know i'm i'm getting Pop another induces, office dude. i know i know how would it be different to come through your um practice versus someone else's or you know places you've yeah been to in the past you know i think um i think you can't you can't go wrong like there's so much help out there Mm -hmm. that um if you are if you're somebody that's going to come to my practice i will make sure i do what i do is i make sure i do two assessments with if i'm seeing a teen or somebody or a couple i always make sure there are there's enough of an assessment so that I can make the most appropriate recommendation. And all an assessment is, an assessment assessment is kind of a, a maybe a charged word, but it's it's really me getting a full idea of what somebody's coming in with and what somebody somebody's needs are and mm-hmm. what do you need for your treatment and your therapy and your journey. And I am either definitely the person for that or I can make these recommendations of what we can do, how many sessions I think you're going to need. And I kind of lay it out and I give you a... a, a you know, here's what we think, you know, do you agree with this? Help me help you. Right. And, um, oftentimes people are really receptive to that. Um, people really want help when they're finally coming to therapy. It's been a long time overdue. And so people are really excited to like hit the ground running and, um, and then it's like, oh, okay, we have to pump the brakes. We have to really slow down and and this, this can take a minute and that's okay. Right. It's a, it's a journey <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I see, Jared, yeah, I see no your, your face. Keeps going. It keeps going. And, but there is kind of a point, I think there's this really nice sweet spot at like three months in. If somebody's been doing the work on themselves for like three months, and they've really invested in themselves. You see this, this shift. And I don't know if you can relate to that as maybe somebody who's like 
been through it, but it, it really, it's this really nice, if you give that time, then you can see, okay, I definitely need this weekly support or like, oh, I can go to every other week or monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's got stuff to work on. Even if you're doing really well, that's, that's the time to come in. If you're doing really well and, and life is going good, sometimes that's the perfect time to like, okay, I can look at my childhood now because I have the capacity to. Mm, I'm, but people, people come to therapy when they're in crisis. Yeah. People come to therapy when the shit is hitting the fan and, and things got to like, you know, I need help now. And then it's this, you know, it's this journey and, and process just to get to the work of um, your trauma and, mm-hmm. and that kind of looking under the hood of, of what is going on because you're just doing this this weekly support totally. that people need. And, and there's a, a time and a place for that, right? Like processing and unpacking somebody's childhood and what somebody has been through in their life. That is, you know, some people aren't sometimes always ready for that when mm-hmm. they first get to therapy. We have to address the here and now. What are What's going on for you? What's the crisis in the moment that's bringing you in? And then we get to the the meaty stuff oh that totally makes sense (laughs) i imagine yeah a lot of people i mean even even like myself like i don't even like the specific reason i ended up going in the first place i think you know just had to do tying in with all sorts of different things but at the end of the day you're right like going when it was like feeling bad means kind of shotgunning a therapist and they're going like oh where do i start and what are you really here for that's underneath or behind that shot glass, you know, like made that shotgun blast explode and potentially. Well, I'll, I'll name it. I'll say like, okay, so it sounds like there was sure. a lot from the past that you, we could definitely go through. Cause I have a big, like kind mm-hmm. of checklist in my head. I, I mean, you could go through a lot of therapists will like go through a, a checklist of things. Um, and I'll have people fill out stuff, but I'll know kind of going in, okay, where, you know, how much is this childhood stuff? How much of this was trauma stuff? Or how much of this is right now? Like how much of your depression is being impacted, you know, over the course of the pandemic, right? Like sure. by how much your life has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not normal to be stuck in a home with your partner, your family day in, day out. That is not something that couples are prepared for. That's not something that families were prepared for. And then having to work on top of that or to be home and waiting for a stimulus check that's that was really really stressful yeah or to be a teen going through like not being able to see their friends which Nightmare. you know that social emotional development is like key at that point so yeah the past year and a half has been it's definitely been pretty interesting mm-hmm. with in regards to therapy and what people are coming in with where it's like triggered a bunch of stuff from the past right <laughs> so does it really really <laughs> <laughs> Do um do you have uh, I I don't know if you'd call them employees or partners how do you how would that how yeah. does that work So I am going to be having hopefully by the end of the year um one or two therapists join me Yeah That's yeah. awesome Pretty excited How does that dichotomy work when you are all therapists but it's your practice I mean there's to me the obvious part where like this is mine and I get to hire you to be here cuz mm-hmm. we theoretically have aligned values of some kind but like Beyond that, are you theoretically like peers or are you bringing in people to mentor? You know, like, how's so that work? So it can work? be both. It yeah. can be like up and coming therapists or it can be therapists that have something else on the side. The great kind of like one of the perks of this field is that you can do multiple things. So you sure. could like be in academia. You could be in, you know, a supervisory role. You could be a business owner. You could end a therapist. You can work Got at... It 
you know, a different program, but also have a private practice on the side. And so a lot of people, like, they don't want to market themselves. They Mm. don't want to have to, you know, be fielding phone calls and responding to emails. And um, they just want their, you know, I see my clients, I show up, I see my clients, and then I leave. Got it. Or I, you know, sign out. Um, Now that we're talking about telehealth. Yeah. (laughs) I I click on and then I click off. Um, And there's, um, and then the group practice can provide cool things like training opportunities and an office space. And you don't have to worry about paying the office space. Like the group practice can cover that. But then you don't um, have to worry about like taking payment and, you know, the practice handles all of that and you don't receive the full amount, but you, it's still enough that you feel like Mm -hmm. the work is really great and you have your practice, but you don't have to do all the behind the scenes business side of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's actually really helpful. Let me worry about that. I'll do, I'll do the business. Yeah, totally. And that's where (laughs) that absolutely helps. Cause to me, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, it feels like once you're to a theoretical level with the exception of maybe years in that you're kind of all peers with the same, you know? and, and that's something beautiful too about yeah. the field is that I love working with awesome therapists. Yeah, like yeah. I love working with therapists. I mean, you can you know only imagine I could talk about therapy all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, and it's const- I'm constantly learning, mm-hmm. and and at the same time I have this really strong clinical foundation that um, is what I think you asked like what do I offer like mm-hmm. clinically super strong. If you're trying to figure out what your diagnosis is, if you're trying to figure out what you need and you've, I get the people oftentimes that have been to like 10 therapists. Got it. Right. And they're like, I need, I have been referred to you because I've heard that that you can help me figure out what's going on. So that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's strong in and of itself. Right. Cause yeah, that's really helpful yeah cool so clinically that's that's my that's clinically my i'm a powerhouse clinically. just throwing it out there <laughs> badass. I, mean, I wake up in the morning and i piss excellence just and perfection and i'll diagnose you <laughs> oh man this is awesome i'm so glad you came and i'm, I'm also glad. realizing that pff, we could do this again i would love to do you this know what again. i mean you guys this is awesome you want to come on staff you want to come on <laughs> you want to save all of our lives or because we all just are pretty everybody, fucked up everybody yeah. Comes. <laughs> Yeah, are you taking, last question, are you taking new clients all the time? I am, or, okay. yeah. Cool. I, I am taking new clients because I will ha- be having some, there's always kind of revolving door. I, I have a wait list as well, mm. or um, like if you need a specific day and time, or I can pair people with um, a, another really awesome clinician. So awesome. Yeah. We'll put yeah. all the links to your stuff. Thank awesome. you so Check much for out. coming. Thank yeah, you for having awesome. me, you guys. Really fun conversation. I feel so like honored that I was on. Great. Pleasure's all on the side of the table. (laughs) Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud if you want to dive in on a deeper level we do have a patreon it's five dollars a month about the price of a latte each month you get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast rants and raves q a's jared and i just talking shit together biased opinion yes but i think it's a lot of fun so thanks for listening go out and inspire someone to do something amazing bye